Well, there are many things in, in your question. Um, I don't want to speak from the point of view of belief because I want to think about the problem as a scientist. So uh, in science, you make a hypothesis, you look at the data, whether it matches the hypothesis or not, and then you, you go on revising you know, what your, your tentative conclusions about the phenomenon. And of course, you cannot do that alone. You can only do that with a team of colleagues who know more than I do about physics, you know, about, uh, uh, about optics, about consciousness, and so on. So that is what I've tried to do. And as you may know, I, I've had the opportunity to, to join teams that, that have been doing that systematically, you know, gathering data from all over the world. So the, what you can say about the phenomenon is the, a, a, a lot of the data is genuine. There is very little jokes or hoaxes and so on. Uh, and, and those can be screened fairly, fairly easily. Most of the data is genuine. It comes from people who very often have been affected in their life by what they saw, um, as I was. Um, then you have to look at the first, you know, the first attack is on the physics. You know, do we have traces? Do we have materials? Do we have physical proof that, that something has been there? And now we have hundreds of cases where there were traces on the ground that have been studied. You know, later we'll talk about the cases in New Mexico, you know, and, uh, the case especially in Socorro, where, which is a, has been investigated by the U.S. Air Force uh, and to some extent by the FBI, where the traces were preserved and materials were, were saved. We don't understand how an object could have landed there in those conditions and could have left those traces. So the question, if, if the phenomenon appeared today, uh, if it started with the Nimitz, for example, the observations of the aircraft carrier Nimitz, and there was nothing before, you could say, well, maybe there is a, a country that's ahead of us, maybe it's Chinese, Maybe it's Russian, uh, you know, because the, you could, you could uh, produce the electronic images, you know, with the kind of technology we have now. So it could have been something like that, although we don't believe that that's the case because there were other, you know, other conditions of observations. But, but you could speculate about that. But when you look at cases in the 1980s, the 1960s, the 1940s, you know, like, um, you know, like Trinity. Uh, in those days, no country on earth would have had the capability to build something like that. The phenomenon has been consistent physically. You know, it centers on relatively small objects, objects the size of this room, you know, uh, uh, maybe 40 feet, 50 feet, 100 feet in size. Uh, that weigh several tons, you know, 10 tons, 15 tons, uh, that leave deep traces on, on the ground, that leave materials behind, and, and we have 
tracks now, infrared photographs and films and so on of those. So there is an abundance of physical data. So the other question that you pose, which is, I think, very relevant, is what about human consciousness? What we see, what the witness sees and describes, is it really what the object is? Or the, is the object really uh, maybe belongs to a different category of objects? You know, here, look at all the, the devices we're using. We're using, you know, advanced microphones, advanced cameras, and so on. We can manipulate images. So what people see may not be, people don't see the rest of the studio. They don't see if there are other people here. They don't. So that's the same thing of a witness who is surprised by an observations. He or she may not be aware of all the components. And that, to me, that's where science comes in. That's where we, we need to become, not simply to get the witness to fill out a questionnaire, you know, but we need to know a lot more. And that's what I've been doing, you know, actually all over the world, in the US, in France, but, uh, you know, also uh, in, in the Soviet Union, in the days of the Soviet Union, and in Argentina, in Brazil, and Mexico, uh, in Costa Rica, and so on, uh, looking across cultures, at how people were uh, impressed by what they saw and how they reported it. And what strikes me is that this is a, a constant across all the different cultures, all the different languages. People are affected in the same way and they describe it pretty much in the same words. So that is one of the one of the most interesting aspects of the phenomenon. So it takes psychologists, sociologists, and, and physicists to, to work together, and then maybe a, a few computer scientists like me. Um, there is a, I'm in France today because we're preparing a meeting of the CNES, you know, the French Space Agency, which is a government agency, is organizing a meeting in Toulouse at their headquarters with six different countries, you know, um, Holland, uh, Sweden, uh, uh, the UK, France, of course, Germany, Spain, and Italy, you know, to compare notes about the phenomenon. So it's now recognized by scientists, you know, especially space scientists, that there is a phenomenon that has the same appearance and the same capabilities, the same uh, parameters, all over the world. So it's time now for science to really get involved. Mm, great. So maybe I'll just confirm, you have less speculation that some aerospace company hold advanced technology. You, it is unlikely to you, do you think, that they have this kind of advanced technology working in that. You don't think that's the case, right? The, again, I, I, it's not what I think, it's what the witnesses tell me. The, what the witnesses tell me and what we're recording is a type of object that doesn't seem to be um, uh, to operate under gravity the way we understand gravity. As you know, in physics, gravity is one of the big unresolved problems in physics. Um, the uh, general relativity and quantum mechanics uh, are 
in contradiction in the subject of, uh, you know, the, the theory of gravity. And we certainly don't have anything that could weigh 20 tons and could just leave the ground without a noise, hover in the air and disappear on the spot, disappear, you know, without going away, just vanish in midair. We don't have any capability of doing that. Interesting. So what do you mean about a control system or mechanism for someone first and listening about this hypothesis that you told this phenomenon is more like a control system? What do you mean by that? So my, my main approach is using uh, what I know and what I've developed in computer science. And computer science can, can be of, of help to other types of, of scientists by looking for patterns across across cultures, across time, and across space. So that's what I've been trying to bring to the problem, to, to, to bring to my colleagues. Now, the, when, when I look at the structure of the phenomenon, it's a series of very intense waves, you know, I- intense concentrations of cases over a particular area for, say, three months, for example, and then it, it tends to disappear. And then a couple of years later, there is another wave, another peak of observations somewhere else in the world. And we've been documenting these waves or these peaks of observations in country after country after country all over the world for the last 70 years. Now, the only thing that this resembles is... Um, what the psychologists call a, a pattern of reinforcement. If you, you know, if if you give a, a banana to a, to to a chimp, you know, they every time the the chimp does a particular test, you know, and is successful with the test, like the you know the, the monkey will push a button, for example, and you give it a reward. If you do that every time. After a while, the learning will stop. Uh, learning what button the animal has to push. Well, it's the same thing for humans. You know, we learn certain things. We learn certain things in, in school, and we are rewarded by degrees and, you know, by uh, a better salary when we grow up if we, if we learn properly what we've been taught. But there is a limit to what we can teach using that kind of reward. A better kind of reward is uh, uh, doesn't reward every type of right behavior. The, the, the way to enhance the behavior of learning is to do it randomly. So every time a child, for example, does, does something good, uh, you might give a reward to the child, but uh, there are also times when the child did it right and you don't give a reward to make sure that the, the, the learning is embedded deeply in the consciousness. So this is you know, straightforward psychology. This is not something I, I've invented. This is well known since the 1930s, you know, 1940s um, in, in psychology books. But that seems to be what the phenomenon does. You know, it doesn't mean that it's teaching us something, 
but it, it means that we have to analyze it, not one observation at a time when people do, but we have to look at the patterns and we have to look at the how the pa patterns behave in time and in space. So to me, you know, in the US right now, everybody is talking about the Nimitz because, you know, it, it's, um, uh, you know, there are lots of people involved, many airplanes, the, the most modern airplanes that the country has, you know, and uh, very, very highly trained pilots who are obviously telling the truth about what they've seen. Okay. And what they've seen is different from anything else that they've seen. Okay, And it's recorded by radar, and it's regarded, recorded by very, very good infrared cameras that are used in combat. So uh, that is important. But to me, that's not enough. Uh, you cannot base a conclusion on that, a scientific conclusion on that. You have to look for other cases like it, and in fact, there are other cases like it in the archives of other countries and also in the, in the old archives of the U.S. Air Force, for example. But nobody looks at that because we, you know, we live in a, in a culture that's only interested in what happened yesterday. Okay? Uh, that's based on television, of course, and on the movies and so on. We're, we're very, we have very little memory about what has happened over a long time. And I think that's where people like me can make a contribution because we've been developing those databases you know, in several countries for a very long time. And we can look for those correlations. Yeah.